Welcome to Cups and Cakes Presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded on June 27th, 2017. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at www.cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everybody, I'm Marvin Greensboro and welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. Joining me today is Garrett Johnson from Gary's House. This former Edmontonian won over the hearts of the city for years with his project Brazilian Money. He made perfect jangly slacker pop that was lo-fi and raw. Eventually he left Edmonton for Montreal where he put out two cleaner sounding albums that managed to be more charming than any of his previous work. This year he decided to drop the name Brazilian Money and re-emerge as Gary's House. Joining me today on Cups and Cakes to talk about the name change and more is Garrett Johnson. Well, Garrett, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, before we talk about the new record, I'd like to go back to last year's Fly Free Rock Angel. Okay. Whose album cover features a naked man's buttocks. Yes, yes. And I wanted to ask, is that a stunt butt? Uh, no, it was not a stunt butt. It was my own buttocks. Very nice. My very... Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, did you notice anything about special about that buttocks? No. If you zoom in, there's a tattoo uh, that is that I got for the album. Oh, really? That says uh, Rock Angel on it. It's a tramp stamp. It's fantastic. Okay. Let's dive right into the name change. Okay. After putting out your uh, seven albums in an EP as Brazilian Money, yeah. you decided to change your name to Gary's House. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What brought about the change? Basically, a Brazilian person contacted me and um, kind of explained that it was not cool for a North American person with no context of the struggles that uh, Brazilian people have had to deal with within their economy to be like using that to uh, that name to identify themselves with and I saw her their point and uh, decided it was not worth holding on to fair enough yeah yeah okay have you found that the release is getting uh, the attention it would have gotten if you released it under Brazilian money uh, I think maybe it is flying a bit more under the radar because um, a lot of people don't even know that I've changed the name Right. Uh, or know uh, what the new name is, um, okay. which is maybe a bummer, but uh, I guess I'll just have to work at uh, building the brand back up. Mm-hmm. So. Well, on that note, have you found that having changed the name from Brazilian Money that you've had for about 10 years, has this new name change invigorated you, given you a new, maybe, sound, style, anything of that matter? Definitely. It's, it's like, feels like a, a fresh start. It's a nice separation because I uh, started Brazilian Money when I was 20 years old and I'm now 28 and I've changed a lot and the world has changed a lot in those years. So it's it's good new era. I'm, I'm going to change my sound a bunch throughout my life. As you should. Yeah. yeah. Well, this album is one of the truest examples of DIY. Did you do everything 
yourself? I did almost everything myself. So the drums on The Truth Comes Out are by Oliver Barnes, uh, who is playing bass for me right now uh, in Edmonton and has played with me for many years before uh, within Brazilian Money as one of the drummers. Uh, and he was just like hanging out in Montreal and was at my house and I think he just showed up as I was recording the song and I was like, well, Oliver, I, I can't hang out with you, but do you want to like help me record this? Um, so he played drums on that song. And then the rest is pretty much all me other than I had some friends to sing uh, some group vocals and do some backups. Fantastic. What advice can you offer those looking to record all their own stuff? Oh. Did you run into any roadblocks or perils? Uh, well, I've been doing it that way for a very long time. My advice would be to get uh, a really simple multi-track, some kind of unit, whether it's a computer with a simple interface or like one of those digital multi-tracks and just mess around. If you can get something that, that you can loop sections, it's a great uh, writing tool. If you can like come up with a riff and then loop it for like half an hour while you sort of like meditate into a new part. That's what I like to do. That's a, a good tip, I think. Fantastic. Well, what can we expect uh, from Gary's house for the rest of 2017? I don't know. I'm, I, uh, I've got almost, I've got two albums written that are like different, kind of going in different directions. So I'm not sure which one to focus on first, but uh, there's going to be more music. Basically, I'm, I'm deciding whether I should make like, like fun or like dancey music or, or continue recording like more personal songs that are uh, still just as structured as, as regular pop music or something like that. Awesome. Or trying to combine them in some way. That's very good. Well, that's all we have for the serious music questions. Okay. Now we want to get to know you. Okay. With our rapid fire segment of the show. I'm going to start off with a, it's a special one just for you. Okay. Who wins in a punch party? You or Renee? Oh, uh, I think me. All right. Well, if Renee's listening, <laughs> I guess you got to punch him. Okay. What album sparked your love of music? Like ever? Sure. Uh, probably... Smash Mouth, uh, the one before. Uh, They're very famous one. They're very famous yeah. one. I tried to get the famous one, and I couldn't. I was fooled by Columbia House, and those swines. Yeah, or maybe that Our Lady Peace album with the screaming Clum clumsy. I think it was called. Yeah, Wasn't about so. a lot, and was super depressed when I was twelve. And well, what's your current musical obsession? Obsession, kind of a strong word. But uh, what are you listening to? What do you keep hitting repeat on? I watched this Ken Burns jazz documentary, and, and uh, I've been listening to some like sp spiritual jazz or free jazz a lot, like Alice Coltrane. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of that, and then some of my friends' music I like to listen to. Um, Mish Koda, I got uh, their album, and I've been uh, trying to check that out and uh christian north how do you take your coffee my whole life i was i was trying to front that i liked black coffee 
And then I was like, screw it, I'm gonna put some cream in this. And then recently I've been like, you know what? I'm gonna put some sugar in this as well. So I like cream and sugar. Or I like it all, but uh, you know, it's a little treat that I have been depriving myself my whole life, so. What's the best movie you've seen recently? What was that movie called? It's about a dinner party. It's a horror movie. It's a scary movie with uh, Xander from Buffy. Um, where they like, there's this weird uh, storm, uh, this, this comet passing by. And then uh, they, uh, they like end up getting like put in this weird um, like parallel dimension vortex thing where they like leave their house and enter into this parallel dimension and uh but i forget what it's called Hmm. all right keep going back to their own house but it's a different house in a parallel dimension and then at the end you never know you i I guess i won't ruin it but (laughs) it's uh m night Shyamalan shit oh okay what's the strangest job you've ever had uh probably uh I almost had a very strange job selling, you ever hear of uh, Cutco? They uh, they make n- blades and knives and scissors. Okay. And you can like cut uh, like bricks, s- bricks yeah. and, and steel beams and and uh, and li- like just anything, bones. So effectively you were selling lasers. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, but it was like a pyramid scheme kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And then after that, I worked for the Weed Man, which is a lawn care company in uh, yep. Kelowna. And uh, so I went door to door in the winter trying to sell people lawn care. And uh, I didn't get a good reaction. I was not very good at it. What was your first car? I'm going to say my first real car that I, that I like truly paid for on my own was, it was a Toyota Camry wagon. And I loved that thing. Yeah, it had a had a gray hood. The front end was gray and the back was white because I think it had been like in a terrible accident. Um, and then somebody like DIY pieced it together at a mechanic. And I crashed it immediately because I was uh, on 101st Street in front, of, uh, or in front of Canada Place and I was looking at this guy and he was really, really buff like a and he's kind of like a Guido, like, like Jersey Shore looking guy. And he was really buff and, and tan, really tanned and looked like he had, had silver tattoos all over his body. And he was walking next to, and he had a pink shirt on. And he's walking next to like a, a, a little old lady that was probably, you know, two or three hundred years old. And, uh, and I was just staring at them. And then I just crashed into the back of somebody. Uh, so I had to tape the hood down for for the rest of the time I owned it because otherwise it would fly up in the, on a highway. How many pets do you have and what are their names? I have no pets. No pets, okay. And so they are not named. Favorite superhero? Spider-Man. Beatles or Stones? Beatles. Stones. Beatles. Beatles. Uh, Beatles post-Beatles. Ooh. What's your favorite Canadian city to play? Ooh, right now is Edmonton because I love all the people here and haven't done it in like in three years. So I'm very excited to play Edmonton again. What's your least favorite? 
potentially Thunder Bay, but it's really nice to be there and if I, you play at the Apollo. Uh, but, so maybe something else, maybe like, uh, oh, it's really hard to knock a city, but maybe uh, Sault Ste. Marie, maybe. I'm going to say that. Sault Ste. Marie. All right. What's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, first thing I can think of is I was sitting on the airport in an airplane, not on the, at the airport. I was in the sky, trapped next to a man eating a muffin, Tim Hortons muffin, and he, he, he would eat it uh, by picking off a chunk for every bite, just picking it off. Didn't bite it. He just picked off a chunk. And and you'd take a bite, and then after every bite, he would lick each one of his fingers by putting oh. his the whole finger in his mouth. That's disgusting. <laughs> and so that that's a pet peeve, I guess. I could understand the picking it off because those things are like dry cakes. Yeah, I guess I can I can understand that. But the the licking every finger is that's just wrong. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Best album to have sex to? Uh, Home Shake. Favorite road trip album? Summer 5000. Now, if you could have sex with any musician, dead or alive, male or female, who would it be? Maybe Bach, because he seemed like a freak. Or a Be- was it Beethoven? I think it was Beethoven. I think they were all kind of freaky back then. If you could get wasted with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be and what substance would you abuse? Not Jim Morrison. I'm going to say that outright. Uh, maybe get really drunk with Chuck Berry and drive around in a sports car or something. Nice. If you could fight any musician, dead or alive, who would it be? Jim Morrison. Alright. Final question of the rapid fire. Similar to the Twilight Zone episode, if you just found out you were the last person alive on Earth, what's the first thing you'd do? I would strip fully naked. Alright. Well... That's all we got for the uh, rapid-fire questions. You've done well. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for coming down to the, the Cups and Kicks booth. You're welcome. It was fun. And good luck on all your future endeavors. Thank you. Now we'll send you on your way with one of your new tracks, The Past Does Not Confront Me. Thank you. I know that one. I know that one well.
Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The feature track was played with permission from Gary's House. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more, go to www.cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.